This is an AMI podcast. It is better to love wisely, no doubt. But to love foolishly is better than not to be able to love at all. This is AMI-audiobook review. On AMI-audio, thanks for listening to the podcast where we talk all things audiobooks. I'm Ramia Amuddin here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And Niz, we've been doing romance quotes to kick off the show throughout February. Doesn't mean all that we've been talking is romance, but this one is a good quote from Vanity Fair by William Makepeace Thatchery. And, you know, I've just been... Totally getting into the quotes this month. I think that this is going to be a a kind of a monthly scene now where um, we pick a a genre or some kind of theme and align all the quotes throughout the month because it might, you know, push you, convince you, guide you in a direction to check out some uh, books themselves. So looking forward to that. Now, speaking of guiding us, Sila Library, we love checking out the homepage at the start of the show because there's always some great conversation, but as well recommendations. Right from the get-go, they have a featured titles um, section right at the very top, celalibrary.ca. And the three fresh titles on this list are The Red Palace by June Hur. This is a historical mystery. We also have Unprotected by Billy Porter, and this is an actor's biography, if you're looking to get to know Billy Porter. And the final one on this list is The Midnight Hour by Ellie Griffiths. And this one's suspense and thrillers. So a little bit of something for everybody, Niz. And uh, we're, well, I'll give you a hint mm-hmm. because I never give hints. So this is quite generous of me. You don't. Um, is, <laughs> we're going to be discussing one of these books and pressing pause or play later on in the show. So there you go. You have a little bit of a heads up. That was barely a hint. Come on. It's not that predictable, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Fresh titles means we usually press pause or play. So it's a a self-contained hint and self-fulfilling prophecy. But Niz, you have what's trending for us. So what's going on in the world of audiobooks? Considering on social media this week we focused on romance because of Valentine's Day, I can tell you Mm -hmm. what's trending now in romance audiobooks. Starting off with Under One Roof by Allie Hazelwood, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Next, we have Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Whoa. It ends with us. Yes. It ends with us by Colleen Colleen Hoover. Hoover. I love Colleen Hoover. My sister is obsessed with this book, and she was telling me that. Uh, This is a very popular book, Mm -hmm. sold over a million copies worldwide, and now they announced there is a sequel titled It Starts (gasps) With Us, scheduled to be published in October 2022, according to Kobo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do they give uh, that much of a heads up for books these days? Like, heads up, it's getting released. Oh, maybe. Maybe because of how big the book is. Uh, That's probably why, but... I was expecting maybe in the next couple months. No, but this is still in October. But it's exciting. I mean, my sister's obsessed with it and she's super excited about it. 
Um, if you will allow me, uh, just to hmm. say, Colleen Hoover takes us on very, very wild rides. I mean, there's a lot of outside-the-box thinking, even when it comes to romance or relationships. Uh, there is a lot of heavy-hitting content, you know, yeah. people facing just really tough, tough situations uh, to, you know, disclose, like harassment and assault and things like that. But honestly, the writing is very... Very, very engaging, very intriguing. I've read several Colleen Hoover books, and yes, I'm I'm part of the fan club. So shout out to your sister for tapping into yeah, that. Yeah, you one. you and her can have a full on conversation about this <laughs> when she comes on AMI audiobook review. She huh? was she was telling me about it, and she kept going and going. I'm like, listen, I didn't read it. Just <laughs> like calm down. I did not read this book. Let me just give me some. But you space. will soon. Okay. Yeah. So uh, next, I recently came across a hashtag on Instagram and TikTok, specifically on TikTok. It's called Book Talk and talk as in T-O-K. So it's B-O-O-K-T-O-K. Hashtag Book Talk is the go-to hashtag for all content pertaining to books, reading, writing, and everything in between, including audiobooks, obviously, with book reviews, writing tips, plot reenactments of popular novels, recommendations, and much more. This corner of TikTok encourages and inspires others to enjoy literature in all of its forms. The hashtag Book Talk community has been on TikTok since early 2020, but saw mm-hmm. an initial boost in content during March of 2020 with the beginning of stay-at-home orders. Users uh, turned to TikTok for entertainment and discovering hashtag book talk recommendations, helping reignite a passion for reading that has grown through the app, inspiring over 5 million videos and reaching over 21.9 billion views globally to date. So hashtag book talk users are combining the classic pleasure of reading with the engaging content found on TikTok. That's pretty smart. I mean, youth all over, like they're they're talking about this so much that it's been popular for the past two years, you know, since the pandemic started. Uh, sure. So this, this hashtag has been blowing up on TikTok and now is on Instagram. So if you search hashtag book talk, there's so many people uh, talking about recommendations, tips, conversations, anything like that, reels, posts, uh, pictures, stories, you'll see it all. Uh, so this is a great look to if you, if you need recommendations, if you're big on social media, if you're more on Instagram and TikTok, this is a, this is a way to go. Yeah, cool. And it's more of a community conversation, right? Like somebody puts up a post and then there's reactions and shares and uh, mm-hmm. also just digestible in the 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 what do you call it the timing of posts like you're not you're not listening to an hour long tiktok post you're listening to like a two minute max um situation so there's lots of ways to kind of just flick through and take in what you will Uh, but i kind of love that this is happening i know i saw this over the last two years definitely um didn't look too much into it because i wasn't sure how accessible it would be but so much Mm. that people are putting up there including recommendations. And did you say it's going into Instagram as well, the same hashtag? Yeah. So if you search oh, up cool. hashtag book talk on Instagram, you'll see the same thing. It's it's big on Instagram as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's I, awesome. I didn't look into how accessible it is, to be honest. But yeah, definitely look into it if you can. 
Well, I am curious because of everything that they're saying, <laughs> everything under the sun, it seems, uh, they're saying is going to be available on this stuff. So awesome. Check it out. That's the hashtag book talk, T-O-K, on both TikTok as well as Instagram. And let's get into our pause or play. And generously, as I said, this is one of the books from the featured titles list on Sela Library's website. That's C-E-L-A Library C-A if you want to check out more than just this. But here we go. The Red Palace by June Her. And this is historical mystery. June Her, critically acclaimed author of The Silent Bones. And the Forest of Stolen Girls returns with the Red Palace. To enter the palace means to walk the path stained in blood. Joseon, Korea, 1758. There are few options available to illegitimate daughters in the capital city. But through hard work and study, 18-year-old Dion has earned a position as a palace nurse. All she wants is to keep her head down, do a good job, and perhaps win her estranged father's approval. But Hyun is suddenly thrust into the dark and dangerous world of court politics when someone murders four women in one night. And the prime suspect is Hyun's closest friend and mentor. Determined to prove her beloved teacher's innocence, Hyun launches her own secret investigation. In her hunt for the truth, she encounters Yodin, a young police investigator also searching for the killer. When evidence begins to point to the crowned prince himself as the murderer, Hyon and Yodin must work together to search the darkest corners of the palace to uncover the deadly secrets behind the bloodshed. Here we go, pressing pause or play on this historical mystery. Going to you, Nizreen. Pause or play. I like a good mystery book, so I'm uh, I'm gonna take a shot and say play. Okay, and Amir, over to you. Pause or play? That would be definite play from my end. Oh, okay. Just everything mystery. Put it on the table. Everything mystery, and there's a bit of his- history behind it too. So, okay. And did you were you aware of this author before uh, this one? No, actually, I I just caught the the author with um, with the Sila homepage as well, um, and I also took a look at some of the other books which were mentioned in the synopsis, and mm-hmm. they also look very interesting and murder mystery um, romance type. So, yeah. Okay, all right, here we go. So this is by June Hur H U R, and it's called The Red Palace. So. That's going to be good. And, you know, I didn't, I couldn't have planned this out better, but you're talking a little bit of mystery today as well. But uh, let's start with what you're reading right now or lately. Uh, I just actually took a look at Interview with a Vampire and ended up reading the entire thing by Anne Rice. Um, So that's something I just wrapped up. It's something not something you would typically associate with Valentine's Day uh, or romance, but uh, it was an interesting read just because of how high the quality was of the writing. There are concepts of abstract love in, in the book in terms of, you know, he has a daughter and there's other people around him. And the book is mainly about struggling with the the morality of, of sort of being a vampire um, and sort of good and evil and, and these types of things going on. But uh, Anne Rice also does a fantastic job of setting the scene and, and describing things. So it's a very intellectual and cerebral sort of read. 
Okay, I kind of like the the general perspectives of love. That sounds very intriguing. Um, and what else do you want to talk about today? That's one for people to check out if you're feeling like a little bit of vampire talk. Vampire talk, I'm going to move on from the vampire talk a bit, but go into more romance since we're still in February and people are still talking about Valentine's Day, which I think is yes. great. Um, I wanted to feature two authors in terms of multicultural fiction. Um, I've been on this show talking about Helen Hong, which has a perspective from a Vietnamese American point of view. Um, there's two authors I came across recently, Sajini Patel, as well as Alicia Rai. Both are South Asian descent, uh, but are both American authors. Uh, their books tend to be a bit more brash, a little bit more edgy, especially Alicia Rai's first book in the Forbidden Heart series uh, is definitely more shock and awe. And then the, the other two books sort of mellow out. Um, so it's definitely not for everyone, but um, if you're looking for a good romance and it's something a little bit more edgier, both of these authors um, have some, some great reads. Sajni Patel's book, which I just finished, is called The Trouble with Hating You and goes into mm. the arena of, you know, second generation arranged marriages versus love marriages versus cultural identity. Um, so th- there's a lot to unpack with those with those books if you want to go down that road. And Alicia Rai has some interesting titles uh, as well. If you want to check them out on Sila, one book of interest to me at least was something called The Right Swipe. And the synopsis of the book is two, uh, there's two people um, that are involved with each other, but they are both working for rival companies for dating apps. Oh. So, <laughs> so you can imagine what kind of writing she does and what kind of sort of uh, crisis she puts her characters through. The Forbidden Heart series, uh, which I mentioned earlier, um, has to do with uh, sort of a family dynasty uh, sort, of, sort of outlay uh, where you have one family which is very rich and powerful and you have one other family which used to be um, and, and how those sort of intersect throughout, throughout time. Jeez. Both books have tons of multicultural uh, references and, and multicultural type of characters. So it, it's a bit different than your average rom-com. Well, I'm very curious and fascinated that this label or category or genre of multicultural romance is what it is. I mean, it makes sense to me because, you know, when you don't think multicultural romance, there's probably a a, a set of scenarios that you're thinking of already the, the the North American ethnocentric way of thinking about it. But um, it is still kind of interesting to me that we're categorizing it as multicultural romance to, to kind of tap into how things are seen, heard, felt, arranged around the world for romance. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to put these labels on it too, because I mean, it, truly they're just rom-com books, but in terms sure. of if you want to take a if you want to take a look at like what separates them out from other books, that's basically what what the what the item is. Uh, yeah. Alicia Rai, in particular, um, has been very vocal about uh, writing for multicultural romance and, and erotica. She's actually uh, written publicly against some of the the writing guilds uh, who basically insisted that nobody would buy or purchase multicultural uh, romance books. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's uh, definitely fascinating. And and to me, I guess it's kind of like a, you know, heads up that this is not going to potentially be your your typical romance rom-com. Okay. How about Mysteries, Amr? So Mysteries, I know everybody was really looking forward to for me talking about murder mysteries and murder mystery books. Um, the first one I usually bring up, which I have brought up before, is an author named Amanda Quick. 
Um, she has an entire series that's set in sort of Victorian England. Um, and there's usually a, a murder involved. There's usually a mystery involved. Um, her characters are usually very strong female characters, which is sort of going against the times of that time. Um, but her books are usually a lot of fun and a lot of mystery and a lot of, you know, um, leading the uh, reader along the journey. So um, th those are some some really great books. She has some contemporary books as well, which I have not read, which are more modern. Um, they are on my list to, to take a look at and read, but I haven't given them a try yet. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now with, let's say with Amanda Quick, um, is there something particularly that draws you in? Because I, I find that you know, for people who haven't lived in that time but are trying to pull off like an older, you know, time frame, do you – I do this all the time where I'm trying to um, catch the discrepancies or think like, do I really feel like they've done a good job? <laughs> I think she does a great job of of making you feel like you're there but without going overboard. Um, mm. And trying to make things believable and framing things so that you're not just scoffing at it. Um, so like I said, you know, when we're talking Victorian England, um, you know, in terms of female rights and things, you know, they're not anywhere near where they were, where they were today, but right. the characters are always described as being uh, sort of strong and she qualifies those with all sorts of, you know, background and backstory as to why they are the way they are. So yeah. I, I really appreciate authors who do that. They don't just drop, you know, somebody not period piece in and without explanation. Um, Amanda Quick does a good job of saying, okay, well, this is a strong, confident woman because X, Y, and Z, and she's in Victorian England, but, you know, that's not going to change because it's Victorian England. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I always think, Irene, I also think with the genres of choice, you know, you could go like one of two ways. You can go where, um, as an author, you're trying to research the heck out of a particular era, make sure that you're getting every little bit diligent and correct. Um, to, to portray that this is what's happening because the reader, of course, is trying to nitpick. Some readers um, are trying to nitpick to find out if everything is as it seems. But then there's the other part of it where you're just kind of placing people in this time frame, but it's more about the storyline, more about, like you're saying, the justification of what's going on and, and not like this real hard sell on the background of what's going on. Yeah, ultimately, you know, what you're looking for is a backdrop for the storyline, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's about the story, it's about the characters, and you know everything else is sort of window dressing uh, in a good way. Um, but you're not looking to see, you know, okay, well, what was that word that they used in Victorian England? Because then you'll be sitting there with a <laughs> dictionary trying to read everything, right? <laughs> but I mean, it, it's nice to, to romance about some of the words too. I mean, in, in Anne Rice's book, it was written in, I believe, 1976. But the storyline uh, takes you back to, I think, uh, before electricity. So there's words like cabriolet and you're like, oh, so that's where that word comes from. It's not just a convertible right. car. It's, you know, a horse-drawn carriage with no roof. And, you know, you, there's little touches like that, which, which make you smile and, and you know, yeah. um, you get a lot of enjoyment out of. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else do you have? So going from the past, we're going to jump into the future. Uh, I said I would be talking about the Eve Dallas novels by J.D. Robb. Uh, J.D. Robb is actually a pen name or one of the pen names for Nora Roberts. She writes under oh several Oh my gosh, how many does she family. have? <laughs> Lots. 
Um, and, and it's kind of funny because, you know, when you're reading it in, in the SILA copy, it says, you know, written by J.D. Robb, and then it says copyright Nora Robertson. You're like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> you have to look it up and be like, oh. <laughs> but the Eve Dallas novels, uh, is, they're called the In Death because most of the titles are uh, have that word in them. I believe the first one is called Naked In Death. Uh, and then there's others, Judgment in Death. And there's, uh, I think right now, 66 of the novels. Um, wow. So it's not just me that likes these novels. Apparently there are other people who really enjoy these novels. Um, and the, the novels center around uh, a detective, Eve Dallas, who's, you know, sort of a hard-nosed female detective. Um, so it's sort of no nonsense. And, you know, it's a real, uh, I'll use one of Orson Scott's cards uh, terms, uh, speaker for the dead. Uh, and the murdered and she's really out to do her job but there are other sort of side storylines there's the story of her past and how she came to be the way she is um, she finds herself in an investigation and ends up falling in love uh, which is something that she's definitely not <laughs> used to and to top it all off the books uh, all take place in the future um, and not mm. too forward future. We're not talking Star Trek 200 years. Uh, we're talking like 50 years. The original books were written in the 90s. Um, and there are some references to today's time period, which makes me smile and laugh sometimes. And she does a great job of sort of reigning in the futurism and qualifying it a bit. So you don't feel like you're you're reading a sci-fi novel. You're, you're really reading a murder mystery. So what's engaging about it, though, that she has said it in the future and not the past or the well, present? I think her guess is that what might the future hold for us as a society. So mm. there's certain things and liberties she's taken sort of uh, in, in the Star Trek sort of tradition too, in terms of world events and, and pieces like that. And, you know, you get to see a little bit of the future in terms of what, what it might look like in terms of, you know, flying cars or, or semi-flying cars in the case of <laughs> these, these particular novels and just the technology that's around and, and how it works and, and how we interact with it. Um, the computers are more sort of advanced and voice operated, but they can still be finicky, um, especially hers. And it's really cool to see that, you know, I'm on book 11, I believe right now. And, and the real interesting part is how each book is still fresh. So I'm on book 11. There's a certain formula to these books, you know, something like a law and order sort of formula of, you know, okay, well, obviously there's going to start out with a murder mystery because she's a cop, but um, you're really reading the book to see how things unfold and what kind of journey Nora Roberts can take you on. And she does a fantastic job of doing that. And you, you always want to read the next one because you know, it's not going to be the same. Does Nora Roberts, um, do you find that she has a particular style? Cause it looks like she kind of uh, scans across a lot of different genres. You know, we're talking romance, we're talking mystery. Uh, and of course, there are a lot of things that overlap element-wise. But with the writing, can you tell that it's a Nora Roberts book, regardless of the the, the series, the pen name, all kinds of stuff? Or do you really feel that, she, you know, she puts something different into each part of it? I'm going to turn the question around a bit and say, you know, if you took the Nora Roberts label off, off of the books and you gave me two of her books that weren't in the same mm. series, would I be able to tell that it's Nora Roberts? No. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh, I've read. I've so read she really this, explores. Yeah. I, I read the Stanislavski books. Um, so I haven't, I haven't extensively read Nora Roberts. I've read quite a few of the Eve Dallas books um, and I've read um, a forever kind of love by uh, in the Stanislavski uh, series. And mm -hmm. they are nothing alike. Um, yeah. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's great. And it really, you know, digs deep into um, the, the process that the author takes in order to, you know, get these books out, right? But that's fascinating to me. Okay, we don't have too much time, but do you want to talk about some other mystery writers and series, some other famous ones? Sure. I mean, you have uh, Agatha Christie, uh, who was a very famous um, murder mystery writer. I tried out Orient on uh, Murder on the Orient Express myself. Uh-oh, he it, said it tried out. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I could not finish it. Um, the pace is very, very slow, uh, similar to a Nicholas Sparks novel. Um, it's well written, but not not so well written that I wanted to finish it. Um, there mm. are some great historical Mm-mm. touches, um, but no, it's it, it's it was just too slow for me, um, so I ended up giving up. A lot of people like the Murdoch mysteries. I have not given those a try yet, but uh, they are uh, extremely popular. Um, and there are also some very, you know, very famous other authors. Uh, Mary Higgins Clark comes to mind. She has 51 novels to her name, and all 51 were bestsellers. Um, that's that's a high accomplishment for any author. But um, I thought that was a particular of note. Mm. Awesome. Well, we'll wrap it there. Um, there are lots of different recommendations and uh, non-recommendations, I guess, <laughs> to think about. But, you know, I always appreciate your take on these uh, books and authors. And I'm very curious about Nora Roberts now. So that's going to be stuck. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next month. Always a pleasure. Till next time. Amir Khan joining us for AMI Audiobook Review. And that's a wrap on this week's episode also. So you enjoy your audiobook listening and we will catch you back next week. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.